The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. This might be one of my favourite episodes so far. I'll tell you at the end, because there's going to be quite a lot of information in this episode, um, so you'll be able to hopefully take a lot of tips from it. And this episode is called Three Ways to Make More Money Plus Three Reasons That You're Losing Money Right Now. And by the way, these are going to be three different reasons why you're losing money right now, because this is a, a popular topic for a lot of uh, business coaches and property investment coaches and guides and gurus and experts and all those things. This is a popular topic. And I've got a few different reasons and different perspectives on why you might be losing money or actually why you are losing money right now. So I don't know how long this is going to go for. I don't know what sort of structure or organization this episode is going to have. I'm just going to go for it. So get your notepads out, get your phones out, start writing some notes down because there's going to be a ton of information in this. And Look, let me know what you pick out of this. Whenever I do these videos, it's important for me to know that you're getting something from it just to help me make more. So keep your comments coming in below. Hit the like buttons, of course, because that shows me that you're there and you're with me and you're getting something from it. Anyway, three ways to make more money plus three reasons you're losing money right now. Now, I know loads of people that save money. And do you know what? I always used to think that they were really smart with money. I never had that ability. I've never been a saver. I never was. Do you know what? I still am not, really. So I never really had that ability. And if you've read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, then you'll already know Robert Kiyosaki's perspective on saving money and money and using money and all of that. Well, now I realize what money actually is. And of course, same as Robert Kiyosaki says in his book, how we're all trained as children to make money and use money. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that saving money and using savings accounts is stupid or that you're losing money through inflation and cost of living. Loads of people have said that already, and you've probably already heard it. I agree with it, by the way. I'm not saying I don't agree with it, but you're not really losing money because of inflation, cost of living, the value of the pound. Well, you are, but you're not really losing that because that is a tiny, tiny, tiny loss compared to the real reason you're actually losing money every single day right now. But that headline of don't put your money in a savings account, that's 
that's the headline, isn't it? It's used a bit too much. And again, I agree with it, but it's used too much. And it's not the full picture. It's just the headline. It's a tiny fraction of the real reason you're losing so much money. The issue is, is that so many people feel most comfortable when you've got a good amount of savings in your bank so that you can fall back on it and it's there for a rainy day and you kind of be scared of investing it and taking it out of your bank. And I get that. I'm the same. I've got money in my bank that I leave it there and I want it to stay there because it makes me feel more secure. And also you probably don't invest because you maybe feel like you don't know enough about investing. You don't know enough about property and business and the stock market and foreign exchange and cryptocurrency and NFTs and things like that. Well, I'm going to give you a bit of a different perspective, I think anyway, a different perspective on money and how maybe you could make more money and why you're really losing that money every day. And look, there's obviously tons of strategies there, but I've put three simple ones in on this episode. And not all of you are going to do this, by the way, because it really does go against your comfort, your perceived comfort zone. But if you do, even just do one of these, then I promise you'll make more money. But first of all, why are you really losing money? It's important to understand this. If you're going to make a difference to your financial situation, your wealth, your assets, your profits, then you need to know what's happening here. And the reasons you're really losing money, number one, is because you're not making more money from your cash. Sounds really obvious. Now, you're not necessarily directly losing cash, but you're missing out on more cash. Like, and it's a similar, you know, if you were to buy a house, for an example, and not charge any rent, it's the same thing. But here's something interesting, something to think about. You're all actually investing right now. Every time you put money into savings or into your current account or anything like that, you're investing right now, but you're not making the profit. And I'll tell you how that works in a second. That's a really, really important thing to know about actually and understand how your money is actually working in the banks. I'll tell you in a sec. But look, I, I promised you that I wouldn't bash savings. I'm not actually bashing savings. Actually, if you are a saver, somebody who saves money, then you're already 50% of the way to the right financial mentality. And by the way, I don't mean saving as in not spending all of your wages every month. That's not saving. That's not spending your wages. I'm talking about purposely taking money out and putting it in to a savings account. That is savings. Now, by the way, it took me years to figure all this out. I was terrible with money, really. I kind of had the right idea about investing, but never really had the right idea about investing properly. I always tried to save, then didn't really save very well, took it all out, spent it, you know. But people that do save, I always looked up to them. You're, if you are a saver, if you're someone that saves a lot of money, then you are probably kind of addicted to that comfort of saving and having the savings in your account, right? That's probably something that you're, you've become more comfortable with now because you've got savings. And then you get into that habit of saving more money. Well, 
you probably saved money for a rainy day, that that whole just in case thing. And that's a really good mentality. But you've probably also got this tiny little feeling somewhere in your head of I could or I should be doing more with that money. And you probably think to yourself somewhere that one day when I've saved enough money, I'll do something with it. I'll invest it. I'll make more money out of it. But that one day never seems to come around, does it? It always seems to be something that happens that you need to spend some money on. Something comes along that's going to take a bit of your savings. and that, Or you just continue to save and save and save and save and save. And that one day never comes. And you always have that thing in your head that says, I should do more with this money. I've got this 50 grand sat in the bank. I've got this 100 grand sat in the bank just in case. Rainy day, security, retirement. You've got it there. But there's something telling you you should do more with it. And you don't invest because maybe you feel like you don't know enough about it. You don't know enough about property investing, the stock market, business, foreign exchange, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. You feel like you maybe you don't fully understand them. So it's a bit of a scary thing to put your money into them. And savings is your comfort zone. It's there. You know where it is. It's accessible. But like I said earlier, what if I told you that you're already investing right now in your savings account? You're investing. And I don't just mean you're investing your money in a savings account. You're investing in property, in crypto, in stock markets, in indexes, all of those things. You're investing already. You just don't know it. And that's why the second reason that you are actually losing money right now is because you're lending money to the banks for them to invest instead of you. Let me ask you a question. Actually, comment below your answer to this question. I'd just be interested to see what people think. And please don't use any swear words. <laughs> the question is, would you lend me £100,000 for me to go and buy a house if I offered to pay you £100 a year back? Let's see what you say. Just comment below. The question is, would you lend me £100,000 so that I can go and buy a house if I paid you £100 a year back in interest. Would you lend that to me? That's a really good question. Because that's what you're doing right now. When you put money into your bank account, into your savings account, the bank is receiving that money. They're taking it and investing it. And quite often they'll invest it in index funds and big stock market investments, huge stock market investments, foreign exchange, all of those things. They just take your money out and they invest it. They make the profit from your cash. That's what they make. And then they pay you 0.1%. And the funny part of that is they're only investing in things that you can invest in too. They're just doing it on a massive, massive scale. And if you've got a hundred grand sat in the bank right now, that's what they're doing. The banks know that not ever is 100% of their customers going to come and withdraw their money. They know this. So what they do is they have their own 
fund, if you like, which is accessible so that when, say, 10% or 15% of their customers want to withdraw their money out all at the same time, which is very rare, by the way, but if they all 20% of their customers wanted to take all their money back out of their accounts, that's there ready for them. Because they know that all of their customers are not going to take their money out at one time. They know this. So they use the other 80% of the cash that's in their millions and millions of bank accounts and invest it and make tons of profit and then pay you 0.1%. And that's the rule. You've got £100,000 sat in a savings account. The bank are probably paying you £100 a year. And they're using your cash to make an absolute fortune. Lloyd's Bank, for an example, is set to become the biggest landlord in the country because they are taking your money and investing it in property for themselves. Your money. You can buy a property. Just go on right move. It's all there. You can just buy one today. And that's the funny part. And there's a funnier bit too. You could do that same thing and you could get 10% return on your investment, 15%, 20% return on your investment every single year. And you would still have the original amount of money. For an example, if you've got that same £100,000 in your savings account right now, and you took it out and bought, I know, let's say you invested in property. Well, if you're buying through my property broker, then the chances are that £100,000 would turn into 10000 15000 20000 a year, plus you will still own the equity in the property. You'll still have that £100,000 available. If you've got fifteen, if you've got fifty thousand pounds, you could turn that into five grand a year, seven and a half grand a year, ten thousand a year, and you would still own the fifty thousand pounds. It's just income. It's just profit. So the banks are doing that. And the reason for that, and this is, by the way, the reason why the UK has always been one of the wealthiest, most powerful countries in the world. It's because our banking system, our financial sector is superior to most countries on the planet. And that's how it works. That's what that's not the whole banking system, but that's the basics of banking. They have millions of accounts. All of them have the general public's money in them. They take that money, they invest it, they invest it, they invest it, and they give you back 0.1%. And the government don't want you to change that. They don't want you to take that money out. They don't want you to invest yourself. They don't want that because the banking sector contributes billions and trillions and quadrillions and gazillions to our economy. You don't. They do. So they take your money, they invest it, and then pay billions into the UK economy. And that's what happens. And that's why the banks are all supported by the government. That's why the government design our entire education system so that you can learn how to go to work, go and get a job, pay the maximum amount of tax that you can pay, and then keep your money in the bank account. That's why savings accounts are so appealing because we as a country need you to put it in the savings account but we're different right we're anonymous landlords yeah so that means we're not going to do that we're going to do it ourselves we're going to make more money ourselves 
And that's where we're going to be better. Anyway, so that's the second thing is that you're already lending money to the banks, but they're investing instead of you. And the third reason why you are actually losing money is because you're not actually saving. I know that sounds mad. You think you're saving. You think you're putting money into a savings account. You're actually not. You're actually wasting it. Because think of it like this. If you're saving money every single month into an account and you've got 50 grand in there or 100 grand, whatever it is, then what are you actually saving for? Are you saving for retirement? Are you saving so that you've got something to leave the kids when you pass on? Is it just safety and comfort? Is it just that rainy day fund? And you've just got used to paying more and more and more money into it. What are you actually saving for? Now, look, I get it. If you're saving for a car or a deposit for a house or a holiday or something like that, okay, I get that. That's a goal. You're saving up towards that goal. There's loads of much better ways to pay for those things do you know what? That's, I'll do that. And I'll do that in another episode, perhaps. But right now, you've got to ask the question, what am I actually saving for? What am I still saving for? If you've saved, if you're saving for a rainy day, then of course, you need to have access to money to be able to live for a year, or maybe two, without any trouble. I know people that save and save and save and save and save. And do you know what? They're halfway to a brilliant mindset, a brilliant financial mindset. But savings are absolutely useless if the cash that you're saving is not making any profit. Let me ask you a question. What about if you in if you had, when you first started saving, what would have happened if you'd have invested rather than saved? Maybe use that money to buy properties or invest in the stock market. What would you have now? How much would you have now? That's a really interesting thing to think about. I know people that have invested since they left, uh, saved since they left school. I I didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I also know people that invested since they left school and first started working. I definitely didn't do that either. I've only learned all of this more recently. And everybody knows that money makes money. You've heard that money makes money. The rich get richer, the poor stay poor. Everybody's heard that saying or those those phrases. Well, it's the rich people get richer and wealthy people get wealthier. Wealthy people don't steal money from other people. Actually, it's quite the opposite. They actually contribute more to the economy than anybody else. But wealthy people, the common trait among wealthy people is that they all use their cash to make more cash through investing and compounding. My chosen investment area, as you know, is property and business. But I also have stocks and crypto and NFTs. And you don't need to be Warren Buffett to invest. Absolutely not. You don't actually need as much money or knowledge as you think you might. And if you did go into property investing, for an example, and you used your uh, comfort zone savings account, your nest egg, if you like, whatever you want to call it, and you use that to buy a property, you're not actually stuck with that property for life. That's not it. That's not the end of your money gone. Actually, you could sell that house anytime. Even if you bought a house today with your savings and then something better comes along in a year's time, 
you're not stuck with that first property. You could just sell that one, buy the next one, buy the better one. But you've got to do something. And there's so, look, you could you could do anything you want with your money. Of course you can, but you can make more of it. And I've I've done so many videos on how you can buy a a good buy to let property, a good flip to let property about being a landlord, about being a property investor, being an anonymous landlord, about being an anonymous profitable landlord. Actually, about being an anonymous profitable, secure, safe, compliant landlord. It's all out there. And actually, I'm starting to do even more workshops and masterclasses from beginner to advanced. And my property broker is connecting more people to awesome off-market property deals than ever before all over the country. That's been incredible. I've set up lending facilities where property investors need half the cash to buy a house as they normally would. It's crazy. Better than most mortgage uh, investment mortgages and buy-to-let mortgages I've come across. And that personally, that's enabled me to buy twice as many properties. And I'm telling you all that because I'm here. If you want to make more money, I've set everything up so that you can. That's what my whole life seems to be about now. I've built my chain of letting agents. That now runs and grows without me. It's fantastic business. I've got my estate agent. I've got my property broker. I've got all of the other businesses that I do. But now I've decided to divert my attention to doing podcasts and videos and lives and training and workshops and webinars and seminars and local events and anything so I can try and help people that want to make more money I want to try and help you make more money. You do that, I get a reward. You know, my reward is that hopefully you'll use my companies. And if you don't, at least you'll know how to do it right. But if you do, then great. My companies grow too. We all win. We all grow. We all make profit. We all live happily ever after. That's the goal. And I think that's the right way to do it. Look, if I help as many people as I can, I like to think that you would or some of you would want to use my companies. That's the way, I think. Anyway, I've wandered off there, as you probably know, but that's okay. That's that's me. You know me. And by the way, I haven't charged for any of my training yet, but I'm starting to get a lot of interest. So I might have to start charging so that I can do more of it. I think that makes sense to people. I'm just a business guy. I just love business. Um, so at some point, I'm going to have to start charging for something. Anyway, so I promised you three ways that you can make more money with your money, more money with your money. Plus, I'm going to give you a really awesome tip at the end of this. I've just thought of that I think will change the way you think about money. So really simple ways. There's obviously tons and tons and tons of ways that you can make money. I'm just going to give you three basic ones here. Number one is obviously property. Buy to lets and flip to lets. Now, my first bit of advice for you is if you're going to go into property, just build yourself a solid base of secure, reliable, profitable properties before you go on to the adventurous, higher risk stuff like HMO, service accommodation, rent to rent, rent to service accommodation, build to rent and all of those things. Get yourself a good secure base first so that your money that you have now sat in the bank right now goes into something that is 
a very high chance of secure, reliable profit. That's that then done. Once you've built that, that's done. Now you can move on to making hopefully more money, but maybe higher risk. So you might lose a bit, you might make a bit, you might lose a bit. Build yourself that secure platform of a portfolio first. Number two is the stock market. Now, of course, Yes, anyone can invest in the stock market. Like I said earlier, you don't have to be Warren Buffett to invest. You don't have to know absolutely everything about everything to invest. You've got the companies around you. You can see the companies that are constantly growing and making and building and improving. Apple, they've got more cash than Argentina. Now, that's got to be something secure for your money. It's They're richer than your bank, but yet you put your money in the bank and not into Apple, but Apple are going to pay you seven, eight, nine percent a year. Now, obviously, in any investing, there is risk, obviously, but Apple aren't going anywhere. They've got more cash than Argentina. They're right there. I'm pretty sure they're not going anywhere. So, you know what? You get what I'm saying. There are low, lower risk, more steady, profitable, longer term investments that you can invest your money in, in the stock market. You don't have to know the ins and outs of the business, stock, shares, indexes, anything, commodities. You don't have to know the ins and outs of all of that world in order to invest. In fact, there are experts out there that know all of this stuff. Let them invest it for you if you're completely uncomfortable doing it yourself. And the third way that you can make more money from your money is by lending. I know, that sounds crazy. I'm not lending my money to people. Well, hold on. Think of this. If you lent your money to property developers for them to flip a property, to buy a property, do it up and then sell it or something like that, and they just pay you back, well, it can be a really secure and minimal effort way to make really good profit. Think of this. If you're going to invest in a property and that's going to generate you 10% per year in profits, then you could also make that same amount by lending money to somebody else who's going to do that. You lend £100,000 for one year, that person's going to pay you back £10,000 in profit plus your £100,000 back. That's more than you're going to get from your savings account but you're probably thinking, oh, that's risky. Oh, I'm not lending money to someone. Let me tell you this. There is a very secure, low risk and legally airtight way of doing that, of lending your money for a property investment. You could actually lend money and you take something called a first charge over that property investment. So if you listen to my other podcast about due diligence on a property or valuing and those things, then you could lend money to someone. You own the property that they are buying until they pay you back. Now, that's pretty good security for two reasons. Number one, you will always have that valued asset. If that property is being bought for £100,000, the chances are it's worth £100,000. You'll have a surveyor or a valuer value that property properly. They will confirm that this property, yeah, this what this one's worth 100 grand. So you lend the money and the developer does a runner. Well, that's it. Thank you very much. You own that property now. You could sell it or you could finish the job yourself. That would be interesting. 
You buy it, sorry, you lend the money for someone else to buy a property. They do a runner. You now own it. And now you're going to make that 30 grand. Oops, excuse me. You're going to make that 30 grand of profit. How can you lend money to someone? How can you find someone that you could lend to? Speak to your lawyer. That's the first thing to do. You'll be surprised how many lawyers know property developers. Speak to your lawyer. They will connect you not only with the developer, but quite often they will vouch for the developer too. So if they know this developer has bought lots of properties with them, he's always come through with that property investment and always done very well, then the lawyer will say to you, this is a property developer that we have worked with on multiple occasions. I'm happy to connect you. The lawyer will not connect you with someone who's dodgy, unknown, a little bit uncertain. Trust me, speak to your lawyer. If you're thinking, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I might just lend money. Think of it like this. If you do two lending deals a, a, a year and you're lending £100,000 a pop, you're going to make twenty grand a year from two days work, one day work. All you have to do is go into a solicitor and sign a document. That's it. Two days work maximum for twenty grand a year. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. But property, stock market, lending, we don't do those things because we feel safer putting money into a savings account, but it's not safer. I'd probably argue that Apple is more secure than Lloyd's as a company. <sighs> Controversial. Anyway, I promised you a top tip. This is a really good tip for the way you see money. And by the way, give me a like, Give us a comment. Let me know if you're taking anything from this. I appreciate there's a lot of information here. So I just want to know that everybody's getting something. I'm not going too fast or waffling on too much like you know I do. It's the way it is. There's so much going on up here, I promise. Anyway, top tip for a different way to see money. For me, I see all my investments, all my cash, all my finances as different accounts different accounts. I have multiple properties. Each one of those properties is an account. I have cryptocurrency. I have stocks. I have NFT. Each one of those is a different account. I have a savings account. I have an ISA and I have a current account. Each one of those is a different account. The only difference between all of those is the length of time it takes me to withdraw my money. The only difference between all of those is the length of time it takes me to withdraw my money. Let me ask you this. If you are saving your money for retirement or for a rainy day, a just-in-case fund, saving to have something to leave the kids, whatever it might be, Will you urgently need to withdraw that money, all of it, at a one-day notice period? I doubt it. Very much doubt it. If you're saving for retirement, you don't, and you've saved up £100,000 in your bank, you won't need to take out £100,000 in one day. Absolutely not. If you're saving money for a rainy day, you probably won't need to take £100,000 out today or in one day. 
So I see it as each individual account just has different time frames of how quickly I can withdraw that money. Each one of my property accounts, I've got cash in them. I've got equity in them. That's an account. It doesn't matter where your money is. It's all your money. As long as it's in one of your accounts, property, stocks, crypto, business, whatever. As long as it's in one of your accounts, it's your money. It doesn't matter what form it takes. It's all money. It's all got a pound sign in front of it. So if you've got equity in your property account, it will take you three, maybe four months to withdraw that money. If you've got cryptocurrency or you've got shares that you've bought on the stock market or anything like that, it's going to take you three or four days to withdraw that money. If you've got money in your savings account, some savings account, you have to give 24-hour notices. Some savings account, you have to give a week's notice. If you've got money in your current account, it's instant. That's all the difference is. It's the only difference between where your money is, is the length of time it takes to withdraw it. Now, I'm going to leave you with this thought. What if you had saved a load of money for retirement, right? Let's say right now you're you're thinking of retiring in the next few years and you've saved a ton of money for that retirement and now you're using it. You've saved a hundred grand for your retirement and now you're using it. It's just going to go every year, 90 grand, 80 grand, 70 grand, 60 grand, 50 grand and so on and so on until it gets to nothing. It's just going to go down and down and down. Wouldn't it be better if that same amount of money, which, by the way, as I just explained, is still always accessible when you need it. Wouldn't it be better if all of that money, that whole hundred grand was paying you an income? It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a million pound a year. It doesn't have to be 50 grand a year or 100 grand a year. Hey, 10 grand a year is better than nothing, right? But wouldn't it be better if that same £100,000 or £50,000 that you have saved, £20,000 that you've got saved right now in your bank was providing you with more income and you'll always still own that same amount that you've saved. It's just in a different account. That's all it is. And now imagine this, when you started saving... Imagine if you'd have put all your money into property or the stock market when you first started saving. What would you have now? That's a really scary thought. What would you have now if when you first started saving, you'd have invested all of that money in the stock market or in property? You'd still be able to withdraw it if you ever needed it, but you would be far wealthier than you would have been otherwise. Far wealthier. And lastly, for the parents out there, let me know if you're a parent. Let me know if you are a mum or a dad and you're a property investor or a business person. If you're a mum or a dad, I want to hear from you. I'm a dad. I love my kids, as does every parent. But let me ask you this. What would you teach your children to do with their money? I'm going to leave you with that. My name's Tom Soane. Thank you very much for listening. 
Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat, and grow.